Um, do you want to kick it off? Or yeah, I'll kick it off. What? 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 what, yeah. what? It's fifty-four. Fifty-four. I was going to say, what 54. day is it? Right. Okay. What 54. day is it? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you again? <laughs> Hello, welcome to episode fifty-four of Bottom Up, where we're discussing a puzzle game that literally rewrites the rules. It's Baba is you. Plus, Tibbs' full review of Cassette Beasts and plenty more here on Bottom Up. Of Podum Up. It's the gaming podcast. Oh, hang on. What's going on here? What? What? What's going on? Oh, I just heard like <laughs> right in my ear twice. Oh, nasty. Like once I would think, okay, that's odd, but twice. Hmm, something suspicious there. Anyway, episode ep- 54. <laughs> it sounded to me like when you said, well, what's going on here? It sounded like some people have broken into your house or something. Oh, I hope <laughs> not. I hope not. I've got an apple juice uh, here. They're not having that. He's Tibbs and I'm Ollie. I, I don't know. I don't know if you. T- I don't know if you said that already, but yeah, that's what we are. No, I didn't know. I was talking about my apple juice. It's nice. Uh, good, good. I'm glad. All right, let's crack on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's um, 54. We're doing Baba. Baba is you. Baba is you. Baba is you. Later on in the book club, but before that, what we've been playing, Tibbs. Let me tell you what I've been playing. All right. Mm-hmm. Been playing cassette beasts. Yeah, I thought you might. Oh, I love it. I've, yeah, I've seen you uh, say good things about it on on Twitter. It's so good. It is so good. Mm. It's 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 my new Pokemon. It's what I yeah. wanted Pokemon to be for a long time. Okay, go on then. Lay it on me. Yeah, Pokemon's kind of rested on its laurels a little bit, and it's it, kind yes, of... definitely has. Yeah, but Cassette Beast, it's like Pokemon. So it's a creature collector. There's a bunch of different creatures you can collect. You're a guy who, or a girl, you could choose, um, who's landed on a beach on this new, on this weird island in, in that no one can seem to escape from. Mm-hmm. And on this island is covered with these creatures, and you can catch them by using a Walkman, a little cassette player. And once you've recorded them, you can use play it back and turn into that monster. So oh, it's, I see. It's kind of it's the cassette player is a kind of analog to the Pokeball. Um, you mm. use it to capture the beasts, and you use it to select what beast you want to fight. But in in this case, you sort of metamorphize into whatever creature you play the cassette of. You've got a team of two people, and so you're always with another partner as you go through the game. Well, um. I think there may be a couple of exceptions, but on the whole, you're only with, you're with a, another partner throughout the whole game, mm. and you can dynamically fuse the monsters together. So it's like it's um, procedurally generated kind of thing. So you can apparently there's like fourteen hundred different combinations of the monsters that you can have. So mm. you've got uh, to use Pikachu as an analogy. You could have like a Pikachu and a Bulbasaur, and if you fused them, you'd get like a a Pikasaur, so it's got mm-hmm. like the com- combined 
powers of both and combined a, abilities and, I a, see. and a unique sort of look that combines both of them um, but it does all it right. all it does it all programmatically so i was going to say because they didn't they didn't design 1400 no, different no. ones all oh, right okay no, that's weird i can't even picture how yeah. that works it there's you, you when you, when you see you can see kind of how it works it's like certain uh, monster types have the same kind of body and you could see it's just taken kind of that body and then put the color markings of another one on it you can start I to see. see how it works together and some combinations work better than others um mm. and i think there are some combinations that have been designed because they look some of them look like a lot more effort's gone into them it doesn't <laughs> look like it's been you know just randomly generated by the computer but yeah um, but yeah, so you you go around. You've got um, the equivalent of gym leaders. Uh, you've got ranger captains. So there's a group called the Rangers who um, of are protecting all the people that because uh, on this island, everyone on this this island um, have found themselves there somehow. Um, no one's native to it. Generally speaking, no one's native to it. They've all washed up there or found themselves there through you know, mysterious means, and they can't mm. escape. So the rangers are formed to kind of protect everyone on the island from monsters. So you've got to, you fight the ranger captains to get their badge, get their stamp of approval, and you work your way up, and you can become a ranger yourself. I've put so much time into it. Um, I've got all the monsters. I've done all the missions. I've done all the post-game missions, all the side quests. Wow. I've got, I've got everything. I've got all the achievements except one. I love it. It's brilliant. And I reckon if you like Pokemon, you should absolutely buy it. And we've criticised Pokemon before because of some of the, the silly designs for the monsters. The the one that's shaped like yeah. a set of keys is the, the one we always go back to. The bag of rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> I think are... I've seen that one in, in Pokemon Sword. Yeah. Salas wanted to play that recently, and I thought, "Oh, that's that bag of rubbish that Tibbs was talking about." Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a bag of key. There's a, a set of keys. There's a just a, a bin bag and stuff like that. There's a few monsters in cassette beasts that are like that. There's kind. There's one like this. It's like a big chimney, mm. um, like a crucible with a big chimney on it. That kind of thing. Um, but without giving any spoilers, within the context of the game. It's explained why they look like that. It's actually got. Oh, okay. It's actually, there's a reason. There's an actual reason mm. that makes sense why they look like that, and mm. why why all these monsters have these certain appearances and certain abilities as the story progresses and unravels. Um, it all kind of makes sense, um, which I really liked that they they went to, they actually took the time to explain why a monster would look like that. Um, oh, that's good. So does is the story and script better than your average Pokemon? Absolutely, game? yeah, absolutely. Because okay, that because you you play like any recent Pokemon game and any of them, and it's just it's really like like it doesn't draw the story doesn't draw you in at all, does it? Really? No, it not doesn't, me anyway no. personally. No, no. Just... that's what I loved about this because there's a few characters you meet along the way. Uh, you get like a you can form. It's got a very basic sort of relationship system with them where um, you can you get like um, a level. I think it's five hearts. And as you go through and you do, if you help them out with certain missions and certain quests that they've got, their own sort of quests that they want to go on, um, you can build up that heart meter. And when you build it up to a certain amount. Um, if you build it up to a maximum, you can actually uh, date one of them. You can choose one of them as your your mate. Um, mm. But all the characters that you meet, they've all got really... They're really interesting, really likeable characters. And mm. there's one in particular that you meet. It's really it's quite a poignant little character. And I, I'm, I'm not going to say any more than that, but there's this character, and you think, oh, that, oh that's cute. But then you find out how he got there and why he was hanging around on the this, this section of the map where you find him and it's really quite it's really quite moving and really quite it's a bit sad you know and it's it's genu mm. genuinely it's just some genuine dark aspects to the story and there's funny bits to the story if I had to criticise it there is one thing I would say there's there's a character who comes in very late in the game that they don't do anything with and it's a character that's crying out for you know a bit more development and a bit of a you know a quest of their own or something like that 
but they appear you get a little bit of a glimpse of something interesting happening with them and then nothing they're just there on the map and you, you talk to them you can talk to them whenever you want but they just say the same thing it's just i don't know why they didn't do anything with this character but other That's than that you, yeah but the story is, is fantastic um the main bosses that you fight in the game are these things called archangels which are these giant monsters but they're all done in like the way that when the characters see them they all comment that it's as if they when they look at them they feel weird as if they they're looking at something that shouldn't exist or they they always comment that it makes them feel weird and all the archangels are done in a completely different art style to the rest of the game um oh. like one one of them looks like it's a sort of it's like a claymation type model um another mm. one is like um it reminds me of the cuphead style of animation um yeah. and it, each of them has got their own completely different art style that contrasts massively with the rest of the game doesn't look anything else like the rest of the game and it's just really it's really interesting I, yeah it is it's really interesting i i really 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 enjoy my time with it i've i've like I say, there's just one achievement I've got I need to get. Because in, in Pokemon, you get your shiny Pokemons, which are the ones, you know, the rarest ones that you want, you want to find the shinies. Um, the equivalent in Cassette Beasts is bootlegs. You get bootleg ones. Um, and mm. they are, so, say you've got, um, there's a little traffic cone creature called a traffic crab. And it looks like a, a crab with a traffic cone on its back. They're a plastic type monster, um, and a bootleg one would be maybe a lightning type monster instead. So it's just a different a different base type than you would usually okay. find that creature. So the last achievement I need to find a water type bootleg, and I had you know I've there's I think that when I looked it up I think the the chances of stumbling across a, a bootleg monster just on the the world map is like one in a thousand. So it's just it's just going to be a case of grinding it out to eventually get it, and I'm not usually an achievement hunter, but when I've only got one left, oh I'm yeah, just like, I mean it's just know. asking for it, isn't it? Really, yeah, it is. Yeah. It it's all the but, battles are turn based, are they? Yeah, yeah, the battles are turn based. Um, hmm. Yeah, the battles are turn based. It's kind of it reminds me. It's like a very, very, very stripped down, rudimentary materia system basically. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So each of your monsters that you catch, uh, you, you get a cassette for them and you can carry, I think it's five five or six cassettes on you at a time and you can switch between them at any time in battle so you can change between your monsters on the fly. Um, mm. And each cassette can have stickers applied to it. And you've got like um, support stickers and attack stickers and I can't remember what the other category is, but they're sort of modifier stickers, basically. So um, each of those stickers are uh, you apply to the tape, and it's kind of like putting materia in a weapon. So you can choose what attacks it will do, what magic it will do, um, and then you can add like a modifier. So there's one like double strike, which um, will whichever sticker is next in your list of stickers, it will do that attack twice. Um, so you've, you can arrange the stickers in a little list on this picture of the cassette, um, and you can it affects how, how your character will behave in battle, basically. Um, so you can have like an attack that will attack everyone instead of just one person, or heal everyone instead of just one person. It's nowhere near as complicated or flexible as Materia, but it's that same kind of principle where you can apply uh, different things to different characters and customise how how the battle will flow for that character. It's really, really good. I I, I can't get enough of it. Mm, I like the, the sort of physical idea of applying it to a cassette as well, and the stickers. There's something yeah. quite nice about that, isn't it? Rather than just this obscure ball, you know, it's, it's, it's an actual theater, an object that we recognise, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, they address that in the story because there's a few times the, the characters comment on, you know, don't don't you think it's does it not make any sense that we can just press play on a cassette and turn into monsters? And they kind of just sort of dismiss it and say, well, just go along with it. It's fine. <laughs> That's just what happens. But later in the story, um, towards the climax, it is kind of, they explain 
they explain it and again it, it doesn't it doesn't ha- it's, it's not it, there's no sort of scientific explanation it's not going to stand up to scrutiny but within the, the logic of the universe it makes yeah. sense and mm. i i love that they they went to that effort and i thought sorry i keep going on about it I keep remembering no things. no carry on. List of carry on with the um the relationship things with the characters you can become um, friends with the characters up to a certain degree of um, heart it has a payoff at the end of the game um, so it's not just a case of oh you just do it to to get the achievement for befriending that person befriending that person um, who you befriend and who you don't befriend will have an impact on the final battle of the game and I won't say how or why because of spoilers but Actions you take very early on in the game, and how you how you play, it and how you decide to speak to, can have really big implications to how the final battle plays out. It's mm. it's great. I love it. I like it when games do that properly. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a there's a, a sort of a lazy way of doing that, and a, and a proper way of doing that that takes sort of takes effort and like yeah, you know, setting things up properly and having real branching things and things feeling really different as you go further on rather than just you know swapping names out and things like that you know yeah yeah cool yeah All right. oh, um, and one more thing i would say it's got this really nice feature the, the soundtrack is superb on it um yeah the the soundtrack the the main um songs in the soundtrack uh they've got an instrumental version and a vocal version um as so the main the, the main town that you'll spend most of your time in um the instrumental version plays until you enter a building and then the lyrics sort of fade in so you get the lyric version while you're inside oh. a building and then it fades out yeah. to instrumental while you're um outside oh, it's nice. a really yeah. neat really neat effect and when you're in the battle oh, when you're in the battle you get the standard sort of instrumental one when you fuse you the lyrics come in and it gets you it's just it really feels like the battle's all <laughs> taken up to the next level a bit it's really cranked up it's it's great it's so good oh i might have to get this um yeah. the thing is i've got so many, i've got so many games on the back burner i've told myself i'm not buying any more games until i've played some more <laughs> <laughs> but I'll definitely I'll, I'm no, going to wish list it I might have done already to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah if you I'm like Pokemon that, mate you will love it, it I, yeah good you know it's, it sounds like the the antidote to, to Pokemon really it, exactly way, so. yeah it's mm. you know because I, I love the Pokemon formula I love the old Pokemon games and I, I've I, I, everyone I think has wished for so long that Pokemon would do something to just yeah, just, just not, step up a bit. Yeah. yeah, just don't just retread the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Cassette Beast is a real breath of fresh air in that whole genre, I think. So it's... Yeah. Great. Yeah, I, there's new DLC coming out as well. They've already announced there's going to be um, a new um, sort of quest DLC. They're doing a multiplayer thing, so you can go through the game with your friends, up to eight people. Um, oh, wow. You can have battles against your friends. You can trade... Um, cassettes with your friends, so yeah, it's I, it's great. Get it bought. Yeah, fantastic. Have you had, have you had time for anything else, or is that it? Um, I started. <laughs> <laughs> that took up my mo- most of my time. I got to say, that um, was almost a mini book club in itself. Really, yeah, I know but... it was, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. great. Brilliant. Well, it makes a change for me going. Um, not played much. You know, so it's yeah. nice to have something to to really get my teeth into. Um, I started playing Arcade Paradise because that was in the the humble bundle, humble choice thing this month. Is um, that the one where you make your own arcade, or is it kind a of comp- compilation thing? It's yeah, kind of. It's you you play a kid whose dad wants them to get a job, so he's made them the manager of a laundrette that he owns um but out the back of the laundrette there's like a a tiny sort of cupboard room with a couple of old arcade machines in for the customers to play while they're waiting for their clothes to be washed and the idea is you gradually buy more arcade machines and expand it out until eventually there's no laundrette anymore and it's a, a you know a massive arcade with all these games but all the arcade games you can play um and they're all sort of oh, that's cool uh, yeah they're all sort of um legally distinct versions of famous arcade games that you, that you know um, <laughs> yeah 
but it, you can customize them you can um you know customize the placement of the arcade games where you want them and and all that kind of stuff it's, it's a neat game i've only put a few hours into it so far um because in between that you have to earn the money to to buy you have to run the laundrette in order to get the money to expand um and <laughs> a lot of the times that means sort of going around picking chewing gum off of chairs <laughs> that someone's stuck there um, you've got to unplug the toilet um, when it gets blocked. <laughs> I love the idea of just okay. You make your dream arcade. You can have whatever you want, but at the same time, you've also got to run a laundrette. Yeah, I just li- love that, like that anchoring it to this extremely mundane real world thing. Yeah, it is. You wouldn't really want to do. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly so. right. But you you, you get like uh, like it's all I don't know. It's all done in like a really funny way. So you'll have you know you, the toilet will get blocked. So you have to go to do the toilet and it'll give you like a little um quick time event thing where you have to move the, the joystick around in a certain direction and then <laughs> if if you get it done perfectly a little voice goes toilet defeated and then you get like <laughs> little coins come out and stuff like that <laughs> but yeah it's a it's a it's a neat little game it's a neat little game i'd be interested to see you know uh if it holds my attention long enough to actually get a full arcade built up um because at the moment yeah. i'm you know i'm still stuck i'm unplugging toilets and picking chewing gum <laughs> off, of, off of chairs so <laughs> it's, it's an interesting approach to a game it definitely. is yeah it is but yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's what besides baba is you that's what's been taking up the most of my time this month brilliant okay well i'm glad you've had a lot to say there because uh, i haven't got much to say um oh. Obviously, Tears of the Kingdom is still ongoing. Yes. But I've done all four uh, dungeons now, so I'm just doing lots of prep for the final boss at the moment. Ah, so, cool. um, well, the thing is, in, in Breath of the Wild, I spent ages preparing for the final boss. I'm just going to get the right armor, get loads of like these. Um, you could get these hearty durians, in, which are these fruits, and they give you extra hearts and things like that. Uh, getting loads of those, just building up my inventory. And at the end, the boss was a bit of a letdown because I just over-prepared a bit too much. Did you say durians? So it was just a little bit too easy. Durians. Is it durians? durians? Yeah, it's like those, those smelly fruits. Those really smelly fruits. Things. Yeah, 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 that's them. You get loads of fruits and you can put them in, in... You can do cooking, so you can put loads of different fruits and vegetables in and get these dishes and then you, they'll oh, cool. give you like certain boosts and things but yeah so that was it's a little bit of a letdown because i sort of over prepared so i'm hoping i'm probably going to do the same in this this one but also when i finished breath of the wild i kind of didn't really want to play much anymore because there wasn't really anything to play for there wasn't any ultimate goal anymore it's just it's yeah. just side quests and i kind of so i'm, I'm a bit I, I don't want to get into that situation so i'm going to do i'm going to spend spend a bit more time doing the side quests and doing things because there's so much in the game it's just ridiculously it, huge and i'm, I'm not like even going to huge gonna, game it's I guess I can see how it would be overwhelming to someone because it's just there is so much to do. Um, if you're a completionist, then it is kind of like a, you know, a, a, a life sentence really because it's just so much. Um, I'm not going to do everything, nowhere near, but I'm going to try and do most of the sort of big things and maybe look up a bit on the internet things that I should be doing that, that might be of interest. So. But it's still really, it's just a fantastic game, yeah, phenomenal really. Um, but we also went on holiday a couple of weeks back. Uh, which allowed me to finally dust off my Mega Drive Mini 2, which I've uh, only played a little bit of up until now, so I, I thought I'd bring that along. And, and I forgot that even came out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did most of the time. It's just been sitting on my shelf, sort of not doing anything. But I thought, uh, I, I, bought, I kind of bought it with, um, well, hopefully that someone would hack it, but that still hasn't happened, as far as I'm aware. But um, I thought, I'll bring that on holiday or whenever I go away, and I'll just uh, have some fun with the games. And it's been good, yeah, I, I liked it. There's um, there's quite a few that I'd played already, but uh, loads that I hadn't. I got well into a game called Truxton, which is a shoot-em-up. Have you ever played that? Oh, I've heard of it. I don't think I've played it. Yeah, it's quite a well-regarded uh, sort of uh, 2D shoot-em-up. Uh, this version seemed to have infinite lives, which uh, surprises me. I, w- I wonder if they've added that or something, because oh. I... I I, that's, that wasn't really the done thing for arcade ports to just give you infinite credits was it really on, on the Mega Drive or anything else really but this one does so I was able to sort of the, the, the system does have safe states and things so you could do that if you wanted to but I, I found the, the fact that it was in there already quite good for just you know just constantly dying but getting a bit further and further each time and it was it was quite good yeah very good 
um, Bonanza Brothers. That's something oh, I've yes. never actually played, but it, it always appears in these Mega Drive collections, doesn't it? Yeah, it's player. great fun. I like Bonanza Brothers. Yeah, I like it. It's the first time I've ever played it. Um, that's the thing where you've got these two thieves and you have to... It's, it's, it's like a stealth kind of game, really. You've got to steal certain objects around these, but this building go up and down different floors and then you get to the top and the helicopter comes and picks you up uh, but great fun, yeah, really enjoyed that uh, Viewpoint is another good shoot 'em up this one's sort of an, like an isometric one, that's a nice, really nice Oh, put, put a pin in that, that just reminds me of something else I played, but I'll let you finish okay. we'll, we'll come back, we'll circle back to that yeah, alright, um, it's a nice little sort of isometric shoot, it has some nice ideas like you have to shoot these barriers to open before you can get past them, things like that and it's these nice sort of abstract geometric shaped enemies yeah, just it, there was something about it I quite, I, the music was quite good as well, as I recall um, also on holiday I brought a couple of video game related books with me that I'd picked up very okay. recently uh, the N64 Encyclopedia by Chris Scullion have you seen any of his, his um, sort of console encyclopedias? No I haven't no. they're quite good, I've also got the Mega Drive one he's also done a NES and a SNES and he's going to do a Dreamcast one as well and it's just like a complete guide to all the officially released games for those systems oh, um, cool, yeah. and because the N64 doesn't have a, a bigger library as most of those, he was able to devote quite a lot of space per game so like a good page or a half a page and sort of really delved into each of them and I've just been going through literally the A to Z I'm on the E at the moment I think I'm still reading it because it's a massive book but it's really nice some games I've never even heard of before and I thought I knew the N64 library pretty well but you know uh, I, I love things like that it's really interesting yeah good that would be good. some good things in there for future game picks as well exactly yeah. Expect, yeah 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 uh, also, well, but with that in mind, I also got a book called Region Locked um, by Did You Know Gaming. Mm. So they've, they, I think they do these videos, uh, Region Locked, and this, I think the book is kind of like a this, this video scripts of those. But um, it was quite a good, quite a good thing to flick through, um, and it's just lots of obscure games that that were never ported from one region to another for whatever region reason. I think that was, I think. Region locked on YouTube. I think that was where I very heard of uh, Pointy's Point. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing that yeah. is in this book. Like games that you've never really heard of, but look really interesting. Loads of really interesting looking things in there. So I, I kind of bought that with a with a view to some, getting some book club ideas, and I've got one already, which um, I'm going to give you a, a choice of two options later on for the next. Oh, book okay. Club. And one one of them is a game from this book. So look out for that. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got to talk about in this section. So yeah, what, what were you going to talk about? The isometric shooter? Oh, uh, no, because you said, uh, what was it called? View Viewpoint? View, viewpoint. I bought that game, uh, is it Viewfinder? Oh yeah, yeah. I bought that, I've not played it that much. Okay. Um, I was a bit underwhelmed by it, oh, okay. to be honest. It's How a far neat does, idea. What, what? I I did the first I did like the first island so the, well I assume it's an island to the first um the first area um hmm. you, you're in this sort of central hub and there's these little teleporters I think there's sort of five or six or seven that will take you off into um, different puzzle rooms um, it's okay that like the, the the central mechanic that we were talking about where you you take you hold a photograph and you can place that somewhere on the map and it will become physically there yeah. and you can walk into mm. that photograph it's a really neat mechanic technically it's really impressive um, but mm. I couldn't help feeling that I was kind of just fudging my way through levels I wasn't really yeah. sure that I was like there was this is the way you solve this level and you know it would click in and you you go like oh oh that makes oh that's really clever oh yeah I got that it just kind of felt like I just pushed this I put this here and then just if I jump a few times I can get up there and do this and it kind of felt like I was I I just sort of brute forcing through the level and I don't know maybe the later levels get a bit more a bit more complicated and need a, a bit more thought about it but um. Yeah, okay. I'll come. I'll report back on it later on when I've played yeah. a bit more of it. But um, yeah, I do. Yeah, I was. Um, I haven't played that. Uh, I played the demo because when I was talking about it, was it last episode? I think. Yeah, we were talking about that in the in the incoming indie. Um, yeah, but I haven't bought it or uh, played any more of it. Yeah, yeah. If, if 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 
let me know whenever you get round to playing more of it. Let me know, and I'll play. It and you know, we'll we'll compare notes and sort of a, a mini book club thing, maybe, and just see what we think of it. Because mm. I want to like it. I want to like it more than I currently do. I think so. I'll I'll play a bit more and and see how it pans out. To be fair, I did have a little look at a couple of reviews, and I think they said something quite similar, if I recall. Like, it was a great idea, really impressive, but there was just something not quite right about it. And with, yeah. You know, similar to what you just said. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. Okay, um, I don't have any news. Do you have any news? Um, no. No. Okay. Right, bit of baba then, is it? Bit of baba. Baba, we'll be back with some Baba after this. Video Game Book Club. So this month we are not playing Babar as you, as I uh, <laughs> thought last month. Um, I was thinking about that, and I was real. I realised where my confusion lied because there's a game called um, that I haven't played, but I've seen around a bit called Yono and the Celestial Elephants, which is oh. a kind of a puzzle platformer about elephants. And because I hadn't seen this game before, for some reason I thought that's the game you were talking about. Probably oh, right. because okay. Baba sounds like Babar, and I thought, oh, that must be that game <laughs> because you, it's an elephant. Did we talk about Babar last time? <laughs> yeah, we did. We talked. Did we talk in about great the, detail about Babar? Uh, did, did we go into the, the, the backstory? <laughs> yeah, you found that on Twitter. Didn't you? <laughs> like a oh, harrowing like, backstory of Babar yeah, the elephant. It's yeah. like, he, he escaped because his his mother was shot by hunters, and he, he yeah. Oh, I didn't realise any of that. He's got this really. He's got like a proper supervillain backstory. <laughs> he does. Yeah, it really makes you respect mental. him all the more, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. Take my yeah. hat off to what the guy. To the elephant. King of the elephants. Yeah. 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 Anyway, <laughs> this game has nothing to do with that at all. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> so this is <laughs> get elephants out of your mind. Right, so Baba is You is, was developed and published by Hempuli, Hempuli uh, released on the PC, Mac OS, Linux and Switch in March 2019 with an iOS and Android version following in June 2021. It's available on Steam for £11.39. Um, so this is a top-down block-pushing puzzle game that allows you to tweak the fundamental rules of the game by pushing word blocks together in order to complete each level. Um, and it gets more complicated than that, but that's a very basic overview. Uh, this was created by Finnish indie developer RV Tekari. I hope I've said that correctly. Um, originally stemming from a Game Jam submission in 2017. Uh, it's a real one-man band effort. He's, he's made all the graphics and the music and built the game in Multimedia Fusion 2. And I love when you see like a professionally made game built in something that I would associate with a fan with fan games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's just mind blowing that people can get a, like a proper quote unquote proper game out of that sort of thing, you know. Um, so Baba uh, would go on to win several indie awards uh, around the time of its release, and in 2021, a free update included 150 new levels and a level editor with online sharing, which sounds pretty good. So um, I was just saying to Tibbs in the in the break um, I feel like we need to describe the fundamentals of this game very carefully so as not to confuse people because it's one of those things that when you play it you kind of you I think you'll get it pretty quick but to describe it is quite complicated so first of all graphics wise think Undertale 
Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, that, I would agree. Very, yeah. very simple, deliberately simple, um, sort of top-down pixel art, black background. Each object is like one color, so it's very, very simple uh, graphics-wise. But it's you know it's effective in, in what it does. It's well done. Um, so Baba, he's a sort of little white blob animal with four legs, some eyes and ears. Very cute little thing. All the objects in the game, including Baba himself, kind of adhere to a grid layout and you can move one space at a time across the grid and push blocks together. I actually found it easier to uh, turn on the grid thing in the options. I don't know if you did that. Oh, where no, it just, I didn't, no. Yeah, I found it because it just like specifies where each block is, and I thought I found that quite useful. So there's blocks with words on them, and when certain blocks are pushed together horizontally or vertically in the correct order, they create a fundamental rule that governs the gameplay. Um, so the most basic example, obviously, if you've got three blocks, one saying Baba, another saying Is, and the third one saying You, that means that as long as they are all together in a line in that order, you remain control in control of Baba. That's literally saying you are Baba. So you can move him around with the directional ones. So if you were to push a block that says Rock on it, um, so that it pushes the block that says Baba out of the way, and so the sentence reads Rock is you, then you don't control Baba anymore, you control all the rock objects that are on the screen, and they all move together. But the objective, basically, is is always pretty much to just touch the, the object that is designated as the win object. So somewhere on the screen it'll say, Flag is win, and that's the object that you're going for. So anytime you can undo moves, so if you knock Baba, the, the, the word Baba, away, so it's not Baba is you anymore, those, those words are disconnected, you lose control of Baba, and, you, and if there's nothing else that says is you, then you lose control of everything. So you can, you can always undo, um, I was playing on a keyboard on the PC, so you can, there's a backspace and you just undo, and I like that you could hold that and it just keeps undoing, yeah. and, or you could just do it one step at a time. Um, there's loads of other blocks. To sort of introduced gradually throughout the game, um, and they allow you to manipulate different rules. So wall is stop. Uh, so if you see that sentence, it's saying that any wall objects will stop Baba, and you won't be able to get through. If you break up that sentence, so it doesn't say that anymore, then you can go straight through walls. Uh, rock is push means that you can push rocks. Uh, skull is defeat. Don't touch the skulls. So it's, the levels use combinations of those things. And you've got to manipulate those words to get around them. How do you how do you get on with it? I got on with it quite well. I will I will say I didn't complete it. No, I definitely didn't. There's like two hundred levels or something, isn't there? There are a lot of levels. I will tell you exactly where I got up to. Okay. I got up to uh, the ruins section, level nine. Uh, there's a level called Walls of Gold, and. I will tell you. I know we don't usually swear on the on this on this podcast, so you can bleep this if you like. I will. But yeah. I threw down the controller and verbally said, "Fuck you, Baba," <laughs> and I turned it off in a rage quit. I just couldn't. wow. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't. I just couldn't make any sense of it, and I don't. I. I think I got to that one. Is it you're in a room and all of the walls are shining like the yes. key does? Yeah, I think I got to that one. Yeah. But I didn't. That's That was at the point where... So you're in... Uh, so you've got groups of levels in worlds and in each world you have to complete any a certain number of levels and you've got some choice over which ones you do. Some you have to do. So it depends. A bit like, in, like a Mario world uh, yeah, sort of overworld like map. Overworld. They kind of branch out. And you get some you have to do, and some you can avoid. Um, and if you get a certain number of those, then you open up the next world. And I got to the point where I op- I finished a world, and that opened up several other worlds for me to go to. So I was kind of picking and choosing things. And at that point, they all kind of kind of got quite hard. And I was like, oh, I don't fancy that. Yeah. Go back here. Don't fancy that. So <laughs> that's kind of where I left it. Yeah. So I, I've got a picture of it on the screen here on my screen. So it's okay. it there's a wall. A sort of a rectangular wall, Baba's in the middle, there's a rock, and the conditions are rock is win, wall is win, and then at the top it's got Baba is you, rock is push, and then at the bottom uh, wall and ice is stop. So basically you can't go through the wall, you can make wall is rock, so you can turn the, the wall into rocks, but then what do you do? Hmm. 
you know, because, <laughs> oh, God, I, I went through it, and it's probably something, it's probably something really obvious, it, but I yeah. I just couldn't get it, and I got so frustrated. I was just, <laughs> oh. It's one of the, you can, sometimes you can spend absolutely ages on one puzzle, yeah. and you're looking at it, and you think, because, but... When you do them, you feel amazing yeah. because you think, "Yes, I figured that out." Because when you a lot of them, when you start them, you you think, "Okay, I've only got these basic rules to hand, and other rules that they put out of reach that you cannot change." But you know, either they're right up in the corner, so you can't push the blocks around, or they're hidden behind some impenetrable walls. So you've only got a certain number of blocks to play around with. And you think you can think you can look at every combination. And you think, "What?" <laughs> How, how? What can yeah, you do what with can those? I possibly do with it. But sometimes there's there's really nice little twists of fate solutions to it. Like the, 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 yes, there's some of them where you can you can make Baba is win and you immediately win because you you, you <laughs> yeah. are Baba because you you know Baba you is win, you yeah. Baba is win and that's it. Yeah, you know. So there's really it's a lot of lateral thinking involved. I think in it really is. Yeah, you really have to. I found that best if you just stop playing around with things mm. without like a goal of like oh this goes where you just just see what happens because yeah just play around and, and experiment it reminded me because i'm a game programmer it reminded me of game programming because that's, that's the way games work they they rely on this sort of syntax and you have to get these words in the right order and if you do stuff happens and it's a that's very basic version I didn't think of, of it like that yeah no i totally did i i mean i saw it right away it's like Okay, this is like programming a game at the same time as playing it, and no other game has ever given me that feel before. Mm. It's really, really interesting because, and it, it sort of reminds me of more sort of simple programming things you get these days, like Game Maker and lots drag and drop things like that. And so, it it really is like that. You can literally change the rules of the game just by moving blocks around. And I yeah. thought that was really clever, really um, sort of flexible. And you can make interesting things happen just doing, doing that. And, you, and as you get further on, you get these uh, other interesting keywords like and and has. And I love the has one because that means you can have an object um, spawn another object when it's destroyed. Mm. So if you, like, there was one example where there were like two doors, um, three doors and two keys and when you push a key into a door it opens but the key also goes away and i think okay well how do i open that last door and you had to make key has key so you had basically had infinite keys because as soon as you pushed a, a key into a door another one would spawn yeah. things like that and it was just oh that's so and you think that's so clever that's really you know things that you just wouldn't think of and like that really good yeah i i love i, I guess it's kind of it's the same and different in the way of what I was just saying about Viewfinder in that, mm. you know, I I wonder, it seems to me like the kind of game where you could find solutions that the developer didn't anticipate you doing. I bet doing. you could, yeah. I bet you, you could. You know, there's the, just by messing about with things and changing the rules around, you could, there's probably a number of different ways to solve each level and it's just de depending on, on the way your mind works and the way you put the pieces together and the way you, mm. you experiment with things. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I mentioned that as a, a negative towards Viewfinder in that, you know, I kind of just felt like you I was fudge, it. fudging it. But in this, yeah. it, I wouldn't feel like fudging it. It would feel, I don't know, it just feels a bit more creative in this, in Babarazu, yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, not, not to bring it back to Tears of the Kingdom, but that game is, is also like that. Yeah. Like everything you do, there's so many different ways you can solve it. <laughs> and um, it's great. Like something, something, Sometimes you do, and you think, I completely fudged that, but I got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this, it feels like, it's like a just knock an open playground, and it's like whatever you can, whatever way you can think of, do it. And even though something that in another game would feel like completely fudging it, just feels like oh that's probably the way I was supposed to do it because it's it's like that saying you um would you say Baba is win yeah you know that seems like a complete like fudge oh I've, I've automatically won but that's probably how that how you're supposed to do yeah that. yeah um I just I like the the sort of little animation touches as well like everything kind of wobbles mm. did you notice that yeah. like everything has a very slight sort of wobble to it and Baba himself he's got like a run animation but it only progresses once each time you move. 
so he kind of does this little run but if you're sort of holding it he'll run but then it's just like one step at a time it just just goes between the different frames and there's something about that that was really charming i quite like that yeah yeah it's it's i i don't know how to describe it when you you say everything sort of shakes a bit it's kind of um have you seen like that anime it's like an animation style where it's it's like hand drawn mm. I don't know. But it's all it's all wobbling. It's all isn't wobbling it? as if you know yeah. each frame has been hand drawn and it's not quite exact as the one before <laughs> it. So you kind of get yeah. that that sort of imperfect kind of look to it. It's really yes. if if you know what I mean, you'll get what I mean. But it's yeah, it's but hard it's to not. Describe. It's not done in a in a distracting way. No, like you, there is a distracting way of doing that, and there is a subtle way of doing that, and this this captures it really subtly. Yeah, and it's something you don't even really notice, but then when you do that, oh, that's that's quite nice because it gives a bit of. A, Otherwise, it would be completely static, non-moving thing all the time because it's very it's sort of basic, basic sprites. There's no animations playing by themselves other than that wobble. So it gives it just a bit, makes it look a little bit more interesting while you're just sort of staring at it, trying to solve the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. The music was quite nice as oh, well. I love it's the very music. sort of subtle in the background, but it's it's nice. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's a really kind of sort of retroy. It goes goes with the the, the graphic style, doesn't it? It's like kind yeah, it of. It does. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like not quite chip tune, but kind of retro electricy. It's nice. Is is well, I'm sure we're going to play some in in the in the. Yeah, episodes. you'll be hearing it. You'll be hearing a couple of examples in the in the episode. Yeah, um, there's that that float one as well. Um, Baba is float. Oh, Baba is float. Means that Baba sort of hovers up and down very slightly, which means you can pass over ob- obstacles that aren't float. But you also can't touch the flag unless that is also float. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to figure out a way of making both you and the flag float. Yeah. And doing some other stuff to avoid obstacles. And yeah, just, there are oh, many just... times where you, you you when you find that out, you find your babbit is floating. You think, oh well, that's easy then. I'll just float over to it, and then you get that sort yeah. of crushing ah. disappointment. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> ah, I'm floating. I thought that's right. I thought this was too easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's one of the few games we've done on the book club that I don't think has any story whatsoever, does it? No, <laughs> it, no doesn't, it doesn't like bog itself down. But there's no reason, there's no explanation for what Baba is, why he's there, what he's <laughs> what doing. He's doing. <laughs> it's literally just here's some puzzles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's good. You know, yeah. not everything needs a story. You know, sometimes oh. you know you're just a Baba and you got. Go I, I mean, a lot. Most, I would say, most games don't really need a story. No, um, not really. It, less so these days, but it's more sort of in the old days or, or with this retro style that this game goes for. You don't really need a story, do you? No. Let's be honest. Um, and there's Kiki as well. The little, the the other one that appears on like the, yes. the box art. If you will, there's it's like a little orange. So is he a sort of a bird or something? I don't know what he's meant to be. Yeah, bird. Bird-like a creature. Um, I didn't see him too many times actually in the levels that I played. But he was you at one point. You he moved when you moved as well. But he always goes in the went in the same direction. So it's about becoming here. I can't remember to be honest. <laughs> a lot of them haven't stuck in my mind. But at the time, they were like amazing. You know. Yeah. I, that that that's the difficulty we're talking about it. I think because it's yeah. it's such, it, like you say, when you, do, you when you play it, you get it. But mm. you know, to try and explain the levels and what Kiki is, you know, he's just like an orange with legs, or like you say, he's a bird, or you know, I don't know what he's supposed to be. I don't know. It's just hard to explain. You, you've got to see it in motion. You've got to play it, and then it all kind of clicks in and makes sense. I think. Mm. Yeah. In some of those later levels that, that I sort of dipped my toe in, but then backed out, there it gets to the point where there's quite a lot of um, words on the screen. Yeah. So it becomes almost like a sort of. It resembles a crossword almost with lots of different blocks leading in different directions, connecting because you can use a single block in like two different sentences with one going horizontal and one going vertical yeah. much like a crossword so it, that's an extra dimension to it like you sometimes you realize you don't have enough blocks and you have to find the right configuration to reuse some of them to create different sentences i did find uh, i got a bit not frustrated but a bit there's sometimes i would put word combinations together that i thought should work and they didn't because like you say it has to go horizontal and vertical so like you could have um baba is you 
and so you you also have is win you couldn't have baba is you and then you is win in a in a vertical line yeah you know and yeah. there, there's times like well I, I could have really done with it just being able to do that <laughs> but it doesn't work <laughs> yeah like and, that. and it, again that's it reminded me of programming because that is exactly how programming works especially when you're learning it and you don't quite get it yeah yet. like why doesn't that work? Yeah, it's it, like, yeah, it's that. It's like, well, that it makes sense. It makes sense to Why you because work? you're you're a human and you can interpret it, but you forget that machine can only interpret things that it understands in a certain way, and it's it's like you're you're putting the words. You got the right words, but they're in the wrong order. Yeah, it does. It's not in and the specific order it wants. <laughs> it wants it. Yeah, and it's not smart enough to to work out what you're trying to say to it, and that's part of the puzzle in itself get just knowing what you've got to do is is almost the first part and then how do you do it is the second part like how do you configure those blocks or get the timing right like you have to do sometimes you have to do one of them first and then the next one um and it's yeah i mean each puzzle really is is a thing in some one puzzle can be, can be completely different to another based on the rules that are set it was really good. I was really impressed by it. Yeah, it's mental that it's just made by one guy as well. It's, oh, it's so it's, impressive. I love it. Yeah, um, like everything. I think I, I saw the credits and it literally he did everything, and there's just a load of testers. Yeah, and that's it. You know, and it's just that was so impressive. Yeah, really. it makes so, me I feel, love that you can get the game. Makes me feel stupid, but the fact that this guy made this game and came up with all these puzzles, it just makes me yeah. feel daft. I just, I just, <laughs> what am I doing? What have I got? What, what, what am I? What have I got to offer? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, these these people who show off with these amazing these jack of all trades putting out a game by themselves, putting making the rest of us look bad. That's what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, they, yeah, they are. They're making the rest of us look bad. But no, it's a great game. I loved it. Yeah, fantastic. Highly recommended. Should we move on to the next? Um, Next month's book club pick. Oh, let's do it. You said there's a there's a couple of there's options. a choice there's a choice involved. Okay, right. So the, your first choice is a licensed game for the PS2, GameCube, or Xbox. Okay. Um, it's I'm going to tell you that it's notable for either being very good or very bad. But I'm not going to tell you which. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or you have a um, a Japanese exclusive Nintendo published game for the Wii. Okay, I'm gonna. I wonder. I've got a Japanese exclusive Nintendo published game for the Wii on my shelf, oh. and judging by what you've said, can I just check? Hmm. Would this would this game require a translation patch? It would, yes. Okay, can I take a guess? Yeah, go on. Is it Captain Rainbow? Yes, it is Captain Rainbow. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. Let's do that then. I've actually got. Okay. I've literally got it sat on my shelf. Brilliant. Can you? Are you able to patch that? Yeah. Or... Yeah. I've got oh, the, cool. Yeah. I've okay. Got all the patch yeah. On the on the Wii, ready to go. Yes. Well, I've got the uh, the ISO of it, and I patched it. So and it, I gave it a try and a, a little sort of half hour play of it, and I, I um and it seems to work. So cool. Okay. Good. I'm glad you've got that sorted already. So we'll go with that one then, shall we? Yeah. Let's go with that one. <laughs> I was thinking Japanese publish. Uh, it's Nintendo first party, or mm. you know, Nintendo publish. If you know the game, it's a it's a bit yeah. Kind yeah. Of a giveaway, Japanese suppose, exclusive. Yeah. What else could it be? I was thinking. Well, no, it's got to be that. And then, and the fact you were reading it in region yeah. locked, I was thinking it's going to yeah. be something quirky and a bit yeah. out there. So brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was one of those things where I've realised that with these book clubs. Uh, we often, these days anyway, we often bring different types of game to the table. I'll often bring something that's fairly well-known that I haven't played before, and just as it's sort of a fairly well-known game, and you'll often bring something that is not so well-known but is quirky and interesting and, mm. and different. And I thought, I'm going to bring something a bit more quirky yeah. <laughs> to, the, to the table for a change. So I saw that, and I thought, that looks really interesting and funny <laughs> and... <laughs> It's apparently quite vulgar. <laughs> and I, I've I've never played. I, I I bought it at the same time. I bought another. Um, there's a game. I don't know how to pronounce. I don't know how to pronounce the Japanese, but the in English it would be Delinquency Arena, and it's about a cat who takes over a company. 
<laughs> you, uh, I remember you telling me about this ages ago. Yeah, yeah. and I got, I got Captain Rainbow at the same time, but I've never played it. I downloaded I'm it and installed you... the patch, but I never actually played through it. Okay, I'm really glad you've never played it, because that would be really good if we um, both come to it fresh. Yeah, but I, I, I've heard it's quite... Um, yeah, I think some of the, the vulgarity is why it never made its way to the West, I think. Possibly. <laughs> it's just bizarre that this is a Nintendo like, public... With Nintendo characters, Nintendo isn't it? Nintendo characters, obs- yeah. Quite obscure ones... They're, they're all on this island, these obscure lost Nintendo characters. Uh, some of them sort of from obscure Japanese games you might not have heard of, but um, Birdo is probably the most famous one in this. And you, you're a superhero who's lost his power, and you go to this island, and all these characters have these have to um, have these missions that they want to do, these these dreams and things, and you've got to help them help fulfill them. It's like a top down, wandering around mini game sort of game, really. Yeah. Um but yeah, it should be should be a fun one. Yeah, uh, that'd be an interesting <laughs> one. Great. Cool. Okay, that's what we're doing next month. In the meantime, you can contact us uh on email, podumup at gmail dot com. You can look at our previous episodes on podumup.live and you can contact us on Twitter. That's Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is X. Well, Twitter I, is X. Oh yeah. I've got to say you, you you tweeted that. I thought I was like that cracking little pun that. <laughs> no 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 retweets. No retweets. Did I? Yeah, you said if, if Twitter is X, then Baba is you. I thought. Oh that. yeah, I did, didn't I? Yeah. Sorry yes, I did. I forgot about that. Absolute yeah, no. cracker that. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not calling it X. No one's calling it X. No one is going to call it. I don't know what. I mean, that he's he's lost his mind, isn't he? Surely, <laughs> surely he's lost his mind. I don't know what's going on. On that, no, I don't. Know. On that point, I'd highly recommend um, Control Panel for Twitter, which is a plugin. If you use mm-hmm. Twitter a lot in the browser. It, it puts the bluebird back in, calls it Twitter again, takes all, takes out all the crap he's put in. It's great. It's like living in the past. It's great. Um, but yeah, oh, we're also on Terra Player now, which um, is yes. a deal I've, I've been working on uh, in the background, um, which is a, a really nice uh, website. I think it's an app as well. They've just got loads of gaming podcasts, loads of gaming radio stations all in one place. Yeah, There's it's a nice really little player nice in there, really, really nicely done. Yeah, we're in there now. It's a lot, quite Sega focused, but I think he's uh, the guy running it is adding lots of different podcasts and things. So uh, definitely check it out. Terra Player. That's uh, T E R A Player. I assume that's the Final Fantasy character, isn't it? Is that Terra? Yeah. I Terra, assume that's, yeah. yeah, I assume that's what it's named after. I think it's also Latin for Earth, isn't it? Yes, yes, I think you're right. Yes, this could be that as well. Could be. Um, Steam keys, throwing a few more on the pile, haven't we? Uh, yeah, some, some Bobby Dazzlers there. We've got uh, yeah. Disco Elysium, the final cut. That's right, you can get your hands on that. Chivalry 2, a short yeah. hike. You've still got Death Stranding, Biomutant, uh, all sorts. Um, these are Steam codes that we're giving away for free. That's free if you come to us and say, I'm a confirmed listener. I listen to you guys. I've been listening to you since X episode or X date, and I mainly listen to you on this podcast client. And if you do that, if you get in touch with us on email or Twitter, you can get yourself a nice little Steam Steam key all to yourself. Yeah, You've got loads you, of them on here. Just you can ask away and I'll you give want. you the list. Yeah, You, you can, can pick, pick, yeah? You don't it's get. Not it's like, not like a lucky dip. Yeah, it's not like we said, oh, we've got Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, and then you contact us and we give you Peggle. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, you, get the, you get the good stuff. You get what you... You get the good stuff. First come, first served, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, we've got over 30 keys here. Lots of lots of bangers, lots of... Some, some games you might not have heard of, but, you yeah, know, worth a try. Yeah, do that. Please be a confirmed listener. That would be great. Thank you. Um, I think that's kind of everything. Yeah, Tips. I think Have you got so. anything else well, I don't think left, any... left unsaid? No, I don't think so. Um, no, no, we, we've 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 given Baba a good C and two, um, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, all good. Cool. Okay. Well, we'll catch you next time for a Captain Rainbow. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.